first time sitting here, man. That feels weird. Yeah, right. now get used to it, bro. Get used to it. Fam. Left wing. <laughs> um, okay. No, man. All right, you're listening to the Technology Podcast. Uh, hello, content creators, developers, and all of that. Uh, we're Creatives. back in the studio. <laughs> Creatives as well. We're you back in the studio. You can't forget No, you can't because we've got a major one here. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a special guest. Yeah. So, Corey, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Um, as an introduction, do you think you can do an intro for yourself? Because I've got mine. Yeah. But... I can't prepare an intro, but yeah, I guess. It's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm a Bristol-born creative uh, filmmaker, UI, UX designer, and <laughs> engineer. And a genius. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> working on I'm actually a fan. I'm actually a fan. I went through your stuff. I was like, yeah. Uh, I appreciate that, bro. This guy's on the best. Clean, cut, crisp. Just... Not a joker fan. Appreciate it, man. For real. You mentioned you were uh, born and raised in Bristol. What's, what's that? What's that like? Yeah, yeah. Like I was saying before, like, Bristol's kind of like a. It's like a miniature version of London. That's what I'd say. Like mm. it's um, the 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 ethnic population is more Jamaican. Mm. So you got loads of Jamaicans, Indians, and then like East Africans kind of culture. Oh. It's very young. Mm. Like, we have our own carnival. Yeah, Saint Paul's Carnival. It's just like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it's cool, man. It's a cool place to be. It's very alternative, very creative. Mm. Like a buzzing place if you're a creative um, yeah. filmmaker, artist, whatever. And it's the home of like all the documentaries. So like all those like National Planet, like all those animal documentaries and stuff. Okay, yeah. All the production companies are in Bristol, isn't it? Oh, oh, so they're putting Bristol film. on the map. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So, like, yeah, so all the films and documentaries and that like, usually get produced there. Mm. So it's a, it's a buzzing spot, man. Um, are you Jamaican yourself? Yeah. Oh, right. Where did Okuri come from? St. Like, Thomas, Jamaica. I was like, I thought you were nice. I'm not going to say. Nah. I, I thought, yeah. I my thought you my name is yeah. West African, Okuri. It's not a Jamaican name. Mm. But we've got, like, Jamaica was a plantation. Like, so, like, I've got family in Ghana and Haiti mm. everywhere. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Everyone comes together. Have you ever been to Jamaica? Yeah, yeah. My mum got married there. Oh, yeah, mom. on the beach. That's crazy. Shout out to Mumsy. Yeah. <laughs> that must be lit though, get married on the beach. Yeah, that actually... it, was, it was peng. Fam. Peng. Sorry, before we start. Yeah, continue. Um, all right. Bears I mean, say. I've got here various, various, Hit me, man. various credentials. I know, we prepare for you, my guy. Um, oh, really? I got my own. <laughs> uh, yeah. I respect it. I've got here two, 2019 BBC New Creative. Yeah. Jeez. 2020 BMAA winner, which is the Ben Jeez. Martin Apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're a creative director, as you said. Yeah. Um, a UX developer. Yeah. A software engineer. Yeah. You recently had an advert commission for the BBC. Yeah. Wow. And um, I think... Oh, it was, a, it was a film. Oh, he bad. told I'm you film. <laughs> Get it right. Um, and um, I think I recently saw, like, you've been working on your own game. Uh, something for your cousin. Game? Which yeah. game was that? Oh, yeah, that was that like journey. a... journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like a Python game for my little cousin. Wow. Trying to. Yeah. Where do you want to start? I don't know. Um, let's start at the beginning. Let's start for 2019. Yeah, let, no, let's start from... Let's, let's start before all before, of that. Like, yeah, how yeah. were you introduced? Obviously, you said Bristol was like yeah. the, the hub. Yeah. So take us from when you were first, like, you know, yeah, like the, the baby steps. So like, what led to it all? Fam, in, like when I was younger, I was big into, what got me into art, yeah, was mm. anime. Obviously, when I was from the 90s, I grew up on Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, hey. Bleach. Wait, who was your favourite Dragon Ball Z character? Vegeta. Really? I always rated Vegeta because, I don't know, man, he was just cooler than Goku. And Goku's wavy, but... <laughs> yeah. 
he can be a bit corny sometimes. Vegeta mm-hmm. had that edge to him. Yeah. And then maybe or Gohan Cell Saga. You know when Go- Gohan's turned up. Mm. Bro, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Gohan is my man. Yeah. Gohan is my man. When yeah. he beat Cell, that's yeah, what like, yeah. that was like the, But after that, he got a bit. Yeah, now yeah, he's, off, he's, off, he's, 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 he's a. not the same. He's a. I don't even know, but man. It was that was. I was big on that and like spirited mm. away those films. I always used to yeah. try and recreate them. On that thing, you always used to give yeah. nightmares, man. Oh, the the black ghost. So I used to try and like draw those, and that's how I got into art. But it was just like drawing anime characters. I was never really an artist. And um, technology side, I was big into games and that. Mm. Like, wait, so, yeah. wait, so you draw as well? I used to draw. I don't draw anymore. I can't do now. I do everything like digitally, and yeah. I'm not. I'm not an artist anymore. I'm, I'm a digital artist now. Forever. <laughs> uh, what games were you into? Um, well, mostly fighting games. I can't lie. So like, Dragon was obviously it was anime games. So I yeah. did the Kai, Tenkaichi, Fight Night. Um, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Tekken, yeah, but I sucked at Tekken. So Calibur, I was the best at that game. You know, I was a man, I'm bottom basher. I would press anything. So, uh, <laughs> everyone's the bottom basher. <laughs> yeah, Everybody's the bottom basher. Yeah, everyone was that stuff. That's how you start. That's how you. That's how you are. So you started from right the elites memorized bottom combos. Yeah. They're like, okay, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, dodge, 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 dodge. Yeah. Okay, punch, do you remember punch, when? Do you remember when games had cheats, bro? Yeah, yes. yes. I used to write them down on paper. I missed those days. Like, I miss cheats, bro. Yeah, yeah, something bro. about it. Get like Vice, super jump. Yeah, yeah bro. Do you want to get fair money? Um, Vice City had one. I remember. I remember I playing Vice City when I was growing up. I can still remember some of the cheats for uh, Mossy GTA 3. Yeah, San Andreas. Mm. I've got some of them like off like memory. I, I can't <laughs> oh, tell CJ you, but I get the pad. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit mad. Fun. So that that, that was me when I was younger. I was into games heavy, and I wanted to um, and like I always had kind of a. Creative minds. So I always try to mm. like, imagine like my own story or own game, mm. but um, I didn't think about that as a career when I was younger. Yeah, big man saying I wanted to be. A, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Okay, my mom I was a lawyer, that. and she was so like I used to like grow up and she would be studying and she like make me read law books to shut up and stuff. Stop bothering me. Read this or something. Oh my god! Yeah, um, so I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, and yeah. then um, when I was about fifteen, do you know when you do that like, work experience thing in year ten? Yeah, you have yeah. a week's work. My mum patterned me working at a law firm. Okay. And I thought, that that week I realised this is not what I want to do, bro. Mm. Like, I fell asleep. I no. I was just a mess. Like, yeah. I, yeah, it was just not for me. Mm. And I was like, okay, so we need a new plan. Um, and at that time in school, I was doing robotics class oh, after school. Yeah. But I didn't know. Fam, do you remember Robot Wars? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. was like yeah. the latest show ever. That's like on like BBC. Yeah. You see them yeah. in the, the we controlling. Yeah. Sure I used to watch growing up was Robot Wars. And like in my school, I used to do after school robotics where you could program robots. Mm-hmm. So me and my cousin used to go, because it's like, oh, like, it's our own robot, wasn't it? We yeah. can make them like fight or go through mazes or whatever. Yeah. And I was doing that. But again, I didn't have no idea about tech as a career. It was not even mm. a fi- I feel like it wasn't a thing when I was growing up. Mm. So I was like, what am I good at? It's good at business. Um, and I was like, I liked English literature, history and stuff like that. I had like Lucas age shop. You know what I mean? When you start selling drinks at school, <laughs> yeah, I was that guy. So I was like, let me just do um, marketing. Mm. Um, okay. And kind of fast forward into that, it was the reason wasn't, it wasn't just business, it was because marketing was like creative. Yeah. Mm. I worked, ironically, yeah, I always wanted to make like a film, but I thought I could never do it because oh. I couldn't write scripts when I was younger, like conversations. Mm. Mm. So I was like, I can't do film. I've done it from now, which is weird, but like, <laughs> let me do marketing where I can create little adverts, which are like, not films, but mm, kind of like yeah. films. It's got business in it. It's got yeah. psychology. Yeah. You can be creative because like, ideally I wanted to maybe do marketing in the game industry, whatever. Oh. And that's how I got into marketing at uni. Mm. So now we're fast forward to uni now. 
And like in my third year, I managed to pattern like an opportunity to do an ad. So I just for some freelance work, I was like, I didn't want to leave uni mm. with just a degree. Yeah. Which uni did you attend? Anglia and Cambridge. So it's, oh, well, okay. it's Lord Ashworth Business School, but it's part, there's one in London and one in Cambridge. Yeah. And the one in Cambridge is the thing of Anglia. So I went to that one. So I'm like, yeah, I studied in Cambridge. Like, you knew of them now. I'm not that smart. And then, um, yeah, I went there. I did my directing my first ad in third year, and from there I was like, this directing thing is lit. Mm. Like, you're trying to pay me to do this. I'll do it for like, I couldn't say it back then, but I said, yeah. I'll do it for free. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so I was like, let me try and direct other mediums and stuff. So this is like before the tech stuff was even yeah. like a viable thing. Yeah. I was like, let me just get creative with it. So I did like a music video, did like behind the scenes, documentary stuff. I was like, oh, this is sick. Any and artists that we might know? You will know him, definitely. There's a Bristol artist called Lexus P, and I did his video called Source on Grand Daily, which is, I think, it's a wavy video. Yeah. But um, yeah, you'll, you'll see it. He's got some more stuff coming out. Like, I think a lot of people will know him eventually, for real. That guy's wavy. Oh, but, um, check that out. You yeah. did say his name was? Lex Lexus P. Lexus P. Yeah. Shout out to Lexus P. Shout out to him, man. <laughs> On your website, and I think he posted a video of him and he's spitting bars, and the flow was actually cold. Yeah, the flow he has was cold, the actual beat he had was cold. And yeah, then the video production was actually pretty sick. I well. appreciate that, man. So, Thank yeah. you. That's mad. Okay, yeah, so that was like my first thing, and like the directing side of it. These times, um, like I just thought, let me just experiment as a director, and then from you don't know who sees your work, and the advert I, I did was like it was pretty, it was received pretty well, yeah, mm -hmm. and um at the time like my other stuff was getting received really well and then next thing I know I got through my mum so I, there's a lot of stuff to catch up on my mum was a my mum was a lawyer yeah. yeah now she owns her own business oh. so she does a she's a fashion designer she owns a company called Amshella they're at London Fashion Week they Bo, got the what did you call it again Amshella Amshella shout yeah. out to Amshella my nephew's name's Amshaw so she like did the feminized version Amshella mm. oh, it yeah. means something I don't know what the name means I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> But yeah, like, so they did a film about her in Bristol, like about like people in Bristol doing things. Uh, like one of the guys there had worked, just how it is who you know. Yeah. yeah. One of the guys mm. there had done some work with the BBC. His name's Mike Jenkins. He's a producer from Bristol. And I spoke to him because I just had to speak to people all the yeah. time, especially to see that like, if you're ahead or somewhere where I want to be, mm. like, what did you do? Mm. Kind of thing. Yeah. And bus conversation with him, he said, like, oh, I would like to see your work. One of them ones, he saw my work and was like, oh, calm, I'll be in touch. Before I'd never hear from the guy again. Mm. Next time I know, I get email like, yo, I've got an opportunity for you. Um, BBC Creative Competition, do you want to go? Like, yo, closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah, yeah. Bro, real, real talk. Sometimes it's just like a, a simple conversation here and there yeah. can change everything. So I was like, okay, like, calm. But, and then um, the, the deadline, I remember like, I didn't do anything until the day, I didn't finish my idea until like the day before. Mm. And he was like, oh, let's, you see the pitch an idea to them if they like it, the funding you could be on. Why TV. do you think that is? Was it, did you have like a creative block or? Do you know what it was? I just like. Imposter syndrome or? For me, I think I wasn't that com confident in myself back yeah. then. I was, no, I've always been confident in myself, but mm. what I've always been like, what I like is what I like. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I don't expect anyone else to like it nor mm. do I even like, anticipate anyone else to like it. Yeah. Mm. So like with this idea, it was true. Like I wanted to be, everything I do, I wanted to be authentic. And it was authentically me to the core. Like it was literally like, with this film, I tried to like put my brain on a camera and you get it. Yeah. So I was like, raw, like that's kind of, it's mad to do that in public. Cause you don't know if, just cause I like it, everyone else might not understand it. They might not agree with it. Mm. Yeah. So I think I was a bit like, I'm not gonna win this thing anyway. Like, so I kind of just put it off. Then I just thought, let me just go for it. Why not? Mm. 
um, made the idea, got a, a solid team together. It was like a crew of five, mm-hmm. um, a solid team as well. Most of them are from Bristol, people I knew who are talented doing their own thing, but from the city as well, which I wanted to consciously do. Yeah. Um, and then we pitched it. I think I, deadline was like at 11 p.m. I think I did it at like 10.55. Wow. Ah. And these times like, I'm working, in it? So like, I was doing a mad job, bro. I was working yeah. in, in insurance last year. Oh, like, it was like six days a week, mm. mad hours. To get a day off was long. Like you had to book like hours off mm. and yeah. you had to compete. It was like bidding for it. So it wasn't even guaranteed. What? I, mean, was, I didn't even want to trash them. Yeah, yeah. But like, it was mad, yeah? Oh my God. So I didn't have the time to do yeah. a film. Yeah. And then... um. Yeah, lo and behold, I, I got the message that, oh, you've been greenlit, we're going to go ahead with your film. I'm like, okay, so I'm making a movie. But yeah. Wow. And that was it. Um, that was like how I got into the directing, film thing. And that that experience was the most yeah. challenging, but the learning experience I've ever had in my life. Because, yeah. yeah, it's not, being a director on a project and then being a director of a whole film, and it's not just any film, it's for the BBC, so you got to yeah. go through all the like, bureaucracy and checkpoints yeah. and, you know, and then handling budgets yeah. and like, writing the script to directing it to finding the location and checking up mm. everything and then ca- casting like i didn't even think about casting when i was saying oh, i want to make a film yeah so all these little things it was it was stress it was like beautiful stress but it was stress but then mm. at the end of the day when i got to see it like, on tv people were watching it people were contacting me about like how i made them feel it felt it felt worth it still mm. Mm. but so but even before we get to the end of the film this is how i got into the kind of tech side of it i was working and i used to there's this wavy creative there. I've never met her. She's literally she's called my Bintu. Okay, yeah. yeah. That is so what strange. We're that? literally talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 her stuff Friday, is lit. Yeah, her stuff is lit. Like last year, she was doing these design challenges where she would like redesign apps that like, she would use. And I was like, that looks fun. Mm. That's kind of how I, 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 that looks fun. Yeah. Like, I, I'm always on my phone. Yeah. I'm always like liking to create stuff. Why don't I try that? Mm. So I just started trying it. Like, I built like a night, the night concept that you might have seen on my side. Yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah, that was so, cool. Yeah. Thank you. That, that was way. Yeah. That was cool, but I like the vision. Was it vision? Um, the vision one, yeah. That vision was actually a website I built. Oh, um, yeah. Shit. That was a live website. <laughs> that was for actors. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. So yeah, I started like just redesigning stuff for fun in my bedroom like, yeah. and just putting out on socials like, just putting out for fun. Yeah. Like, it was never anything of like, I want to be in UX, UI. I didn't even know what UI, UX was at the yeah, time. Do you yeah, get it? Yeah. A lot of people still don't really know. There's, there's words yeah. like, <laughs> it can mean a hundred different things to different mm. people. What tools were you using? That's what I was just about to ask. So I got Adobe, Adobe. SD first. Yeah, because that's free in it. Sketch, you have to pay. Mm. Um, I was using that for my final year project. Yeah. Yeah. Adobe, I was telling this guy, opinion, like, design first, man. Design yeah, He just wants to stop coaching. <laughs> yeah, XD is lit. I even, like, I've used a bunch of them now, like Figma, XD, Sketch. Oh yeah, Figma. Yeah. Like, some clients like work with Figma so I prefer yeah. XD in my opinion like that's like yeah. my bread and butter but they're, mm. they're all kind of calm because you can have it on your phone you can actually yeah and I just think yeah. it's a bit more intuitive mm. when it comes to certain things but they all have their benefits and whatever yeah but yeah I was doing it on XD um and then like people on Twitter someone on Twitter was like oh like could you I like your work could you redesign my website hmm. I was like okay calm like, you're paying me like, I pay you I was like okay calm <laughs> like so man's working I'm doing a film and I'm trying to do this like, I swear, like, I've got no sleep. I used to go to work, like, from nine to six, drink beer coffee and just be sure. Somehow I used to do all right because mm. it was just sales on the phone. Yeah. And then come home at, like, seven, start, like, working on design and then to, like, ten and then from ten to two to work on the film, go to bed, do that. I was doing that every single day. And then when I would take holidays off work, it would be to go and do stuff with the film or to go practice yeah, yeah, design. Because yeah. it was just fun. When you're doing stuff you want to do, it's, like, mm. it's not even a problem. Mm. 
Um, so yeah, I was doing that. So I doing freelance work here and there, designing it. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is like a, maybe a thing. Mm. Um, but I was like, I need to get better. And then I, what, what got me into coding was, so obviously, you know, design and development are two halves of the same coin, isn't it? That's yeah. right, yeah. So, and I didn't understand at the time design for development. So I would design stuff, um, like I would design a website and hand it off to a developer. Mm. And maybe because I were of, I don't want to say fully because of the developer's capabilities, but also just because of how I designed it, not thinking like someone has to code this. Yeah. yeah. The end product wouldn't look at how I designed it. Yeah. 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 You get it? And that, that would sense. and that would frustrate me because I, I wanted full creative control in it. And yeah. I was like, that's not the vision I had. So yeah. I was like, I need to learn how to code because that's the only way I'm gonna get the, get to have yeah, full control. Yeah. Exactly. Like filming yeah. if you're a director and you, you should learn how to write yeah. your own scripts so you can actually have that creative control to write the whole film. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, so I gotta learn how to code. How do I do that? And me, I'm I, I'm a nerd, and I, like, I like to learn stuff. Mm. I don't know why I just like to learn stuff. And so I was like, "This is fun!" Like I just bought like books. So I bought like some, not even bought them. You can get fair books online for free. Mm. The secret kids, yeah. <laughs> Google the book and type in PDF after and download the PDF. That's the plug. <laughs> you, Are you listening, kids? I feel like we should know this, but we you don't. Save I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know in uni. I was paying like junior uni books for like yeah. eighty pounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hold on a sec. Remember when they used to tell us to buy books? Remember in first year? Yeah, they used to oh, tell us to buy bear books and it would like come up to like rent. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. You could just get, and even if it's for a textbook, you can just get the issue from like the last, because things don't change that much in a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can get the year before's textbook and it'll still be relatively up to date. Mm. <sighs> you don't need to buy the brand new one for a hundred pounds. Like, Kids, I hope you're listening. Don't make the mistake that we made. Hey. Yeah, that's common sense. That's common sense. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm have to this soon. Hey, sometimes common sense is not common. It does, man. Hey, that's <laughs> real sense. fact. For real. So I, I literally did that and I took mm. on your code academy, that website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I just yeah. paid for that. That's what I started, yeah. yeah. Paid for that. And then, and obviously I think I wouldn't Code Academy makes it looking back on it, it's a good supplementary teacher, like mm. syntax and stuff. But yeah, I would recommend probably getting a book and going through actually building mm. stuff to really learn it. Yeah. yeah. So I was doing that. And I, it's funny though, because like UX and UI is front end. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, the Python, which is when I started learning first, is a back end, and yeah, it? there's not yeah. really that much front end capability from it. So I was like, two different things. Mm. But I really liked the back end because it was like, it was more interesting to me. Yeah. Funny enough, mm. like, I didn't like front end dev. Really? Now I was about you saying you didn't. Now like... I do. Yeah. I thought it was boring. Like, I just, something about it was just jarring. Like, when I could see like people doing, like, building whole, like, I don't know, stock markets and stuff, I was yeah. back and I was like, this is sick. Yeah. Like, yeah. man can build anything. Like, when I'm thinking of solutions to like, world problems yeah. you're doing it through the back end yeah the, the front end stuff comes there so i was like this stuff is more interesting and more useful mm. to me but then um it doesn't really go hand in hand when you want to do ui you actually have to like oh they need you to be able to front end code i'm like yeah. Oh, okay yeah can. <laughs> so yeah i was doing that and then so i got my job i like one thing i did i had a mentor 2018 yeah. and um he kind of put me on to like developing a plan like a goal system yeah so i had a certain set of goals from that year and a lot of it was to get into investments, like starting like put my money in faces and also save up to buy a MacBook because I need to have a MacBook so I can edit films, so yeah. I can yeah. do design, all this yeah. stuff. I had a shit. Can I swear? I can't swear, sorry. I had a cafe. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Sometimes we get excited. Yeah, yeah. Almost, yeah. Us, but, yeah. <laughs> we, I get excited. No, I had a crappy Windows computer that yeah. my dad bought for like 400 mm-hmm. Tell them, let let them know, you Windows guys. 
Mm-hmm. Continue your story. Ones. I can't remember. My one was you know, massive ones, bro. And it was like 50 <laughs> kilos. Like, what are we yeah. doing? Like, I yeah. can't do this. So I'm I had to save up and get a new Mac. Yeah. Um, so I got that job because it, it paid well at the time. And I was yeah. like, let me save up. And then I managed to get the Mac, bro. I saved up a certain bit of money, so I put my money in, in the right places. Like, Everything okay. is so clean on the Mac, right? Yeah, the touch bro, and feel was so it's, clean, it's, right? I like your crutch, bro. Thank you. He's Um Yeah, so like, then I, once I had that, I was like, why am I here? Mm. Like, Because then you start to realise that there's a trade-off between like, yeah, it's paying you well, but it's also costing you your time and that time could be spent doing things you actually like doing. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like it. And I don't believe, I'm not a person who could do things I don't like doing. Yeah. yeah. It used to be, now I'm so happy for it. When I was a kid, it used to be the worst thing. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to do this class. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do it. Like, I just can't force it. So I remember just leave, like on my birthday, June 10th, like last year, that day was important. That's the day I quit. And Oy. then went, just decided to go freelance, but I didn't even have anything time set up. Like, you quit on your birthday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that's, that's a flex. You must have been deep. <laughs> that's that's flex. flex. Yeah. That's like, nah, my birthday, bro, I'm up. <laughs> they didn't even let me get my day off for my birthday. Like, I tried to be like, yo, it's my birthday. I want to oh. spend it. They were like, no. Nah. So I was like, what? You got mad. Honestly. You got mad. I'm done. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm, I'm not coming in. Mm. And then, um, lo and behold, again, just saying, like, God, there's funny things. Like, that week, I did, like, my first proper contract for design and the website. Which was like paying me the same as my wage was at that workplace. Mm. So I was like, this is works. mad. Like, yeah, and then wow. from then on, yeah. that was just kind of the thing. And just kept on from there and was doing self employed um, UI, UX. And then obviously doing a film as well. Yeah. Got the film out there. Um, and then part of my plan for 2020 was to explore tech because I knew, like, as a designer, I'm getting competent. Yeah. I, I, but like, I need to develop my skills in coding and, and, and programming. So I was like, that's what this year was about. And it just started off to a great year with, like you said, the award and yeah. other things like that. Mm. So that's kind of, I hope that catches you up to speed on how yeah. I got to this kind of the timeline. Wow. When you started, did you ever imagine, like, maybe even certain aspects of your story? Did you imagine, like, you know, you know, sometimes mm. you can, like, play through your head, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is how this is going to go. Mm. Like, has that really happened or? Yeah, no. So things, some things, like, a lot of things have happened, but not in the way I expected them to happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you feel me? And, um, like for one, like this is the second podcast I've done, but like I always wanted that picture doing a podcast and talking about stuff. Like I always just did it. Yeah. Mm. Um like that. Even like the award and just the freedom of now, like I'm I'm working with UI Animator now and like working remotely free, like to get up when I want, the work yeah. that I want. Yeah. Big thing for me since I was young. Like I always knew I couldn't I wasn't fit for a regimented lifestyle like yeah. getting up at eight and doing yeah, that. Yeah. I just can't do that. Like, it's not nothing wrong with it, but yeah. I physically I'm terrible. I won't wake up. Yeah. But, mm. Hi. And and being in that position now where like I have that freedom to get up and do what I want and, and mm-hmm. read what I want to read, show what I want to speak to, I want to speak to, like just that freedom, something I used to dream of when I was a kid. Yeah. And then obviously having this platform and, and doing the, the film and like, yeah, it's, it is weird, it's surreal, but it wasn't how I imagined it. I just, knew, I always believed when I was younger that like, I want to, because my, my mind when I was younger was mad. Like, I was like, <laughs> I need to be successful. Yeah. Mm. Like it was like, there's no alternative. I don't know. I just knew like the life I kind of wanted to live and I knew I had to get that and there's no other way. So I always had belief in myself. So I, like, I believe in my potential, but I just didn't know how that was going to actualize. So when good things start coming your way, you're like, bro, yeah. it's calm. Yeah. yeah. So you read book, what books were you reading? As in, in general? Or? Yeah, yeah. What what kind of books do you, are you into? Oh, I read loads, bro. Like loads. Um, last year, I kind of got into philosophy more. Yeah. I think philosophy is key. And, um, Why would you say it's key? Just because, like, it's, it's 
there's a lot of wisdom in it. And I think you need a worldview, a solid worldview and understanding of why you're here and what you believe in at least mm-hmm. to kind of like help orient you. Um, and philosophy did that for me. Mm. Um, do you know the name of the book? Yeah, the, my favorite book um, I recommend to everyone is The Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. It's a short book. Marcus Aurelius was like an ancient uh, Greek emperor, I think like 187 AD. Um, and the, all the meditations is, is I think when he died, they found his like, notebook and mm. they just made a, they compiled all his notes into a book. And yeah. it, it was just like notes on, to himself about how to live. And it was just, yeah, it's just kind of, and it's funny because it makes you realize how people don't change much. In that mm. same book, he's talking about how like, how people back then were still focused on oppressing people they don't even know. And this culture of like people care less about their own opinion than, than they did other people's. Things that we think now are kind of big because of social media. Mm. That's just kind of human nature. Mm. And um, it just goes about how to deal with that. And that book was like eye-opening for me. Um, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. He's a psychotherapist yep. who was, um, he got, uh, he was in the Holocaust. Mm. Um, mm. He got, yeah, flagged up in the Holocaust, went to Auschwitz. Luckily, one of the ones he made it out. And he kind of documented the book is like half his journey when he was there. And the, the other half is like his analysis post leaving it. And the ultimate message is basically you learn that you need a, a meaning in your life to kind of like man needs a meaning. And he kind of quoted this old Nietzsche quote, which was like a man with a why can survive anyhow. And he noticed that in people who were in the concentration camps about how like the ones who still had something to hold on to, whether it's a family or for seeing their friends again or whatever, they their health system, they, they managed to live through it. Whereas the second they gave up and they lost all hope, their health deteriorated. Mm. And you just said that, yeah, you just need to find a meaning in your life and purpose. And there's no general purpose. I think everyone, that's kind of your own question that each individual you answer. And but just make sure you figure out what that is or you're trying to. And one of the favorite keys from that was like about success and happiness. Yeah. Mm. And he talks about how um, um, happiness, like success, should um, ends who shouldn't be pursued. And basically it should happen as a byproduct of what you're doing. Whereas a lot of people, I think, chase happiness. I want to yeah. be happy. I want success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you should be chasing things that make you happy as a byproduct. You should get it. And that you're doing something that makes you successful. Do you know what I mean? It will, come, it will come as a byproduct. Don't focus on it too much. I feel like when you focus on it too much, you kind of you push, push it away. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of insights from that book that just shaped my whole like, philosophy and mentality. It's added to my reading list. Yeah, my reading yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Another question from me. Um, how supportive or did you ever feel like a lack of support from those around you like where when you told your parents like this is what you want to do yeah 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 so also coming from like our background mm. i was like no let me just say black yeah, yeah. you know when you told them you want to obviously in normal ways obviously go to school be a lawyer, get a degree all that kind of stuff so and obviously creative it's kind of obviously i come from that background as well so it's like how would you tell like Caribbean dad or Bahrain yeah, yeah. or African man yeah. that you want this is what you want to do mm-hmm. is that going to bring you don't know you want to be like a creative director or graphic yeah. creative director of what is yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going to be like that that be, what do you want to you know can, that, that that's a real good so, question yeah. I yeah. think I was lucky in that my mom is a G and my dad is a G um, mm. my mom was always big on like whatever you want to do just make sure you're happy yeah. mm. she's just a big proponent of that she even uni was my decision like, I wanted to go to uni when I was a kid she never forced me to go I, the first day I went to uni she was like bro if you don't want to come if you don't want to go come back mm. like, she was mm. probably just make sure you're happy in whatever you're doing mm. and my dad was like my dad's more education focused so mm. I somehow I did alright at school in it so he, he liked that but he was calm <laughs> <laughs> he's like you're doing 
your grades are good, calm, yeah. you can do what you want. Yeah, uni, as long as you're getting education, fine. All the other creative stuff, he didn't really, not he didn't, he, he was always calm, but I think now he's seen it's like actually working and paying off. He's like, oh, okay, this is what you're doing now. It's yeah. fine, as long as you. It's, that's the thing, when they see it, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always told, he's always told me to get into real estate because that's something my dad is into. And he was like, yeah. so as long as whatever you're doing, you eventually put your money in that in the right places, yeah. like, then I'm good. Yeah. I don't care how you do it. Yeah. Whether you're doing law, you're doing art, whatever, just make sure that you set yourself up right. So, yeah, yeah they were always cool, man. My mom's my biggest fan. Big Mountain, like she's insane. Oh, she's actually insane. I can't take her anywhere. I love you, obviously. If you're I'm just here enjoying you and talking. It like, what was your favorite thing to work on so far? Hey. Ooh, that's a good question. Man, what's my favorite thing to work on so far? So the film, maybe the app. So when it comes to actually designing and developing stuff, recently, like, and it's not even the craziest thing. Mm. Like, I did a, a, a UX engineer internship. Um, mm. from start of Jan to like two weeks ago and I started my proper contract in UI. But that was really fun. Like going in there and like leading the UX um, because I, I've never think like I'm big. I love psychology and a lot of books I read are psychology books as well. And UX, I like it because it's that like user behavior psychology mm, informing yeah. the design. Yeah. yeah. And startups, I feel like if you're the best place to work, honestly, I think it's like a fast growing startup. Yeah. Um. When you're when you're starting out as a developer, designer, whatever, because you just it's so much fun. And people kind of make up as they go along, and you're yeah. kind of yeah. finding the ropes, and it's like yeah. it's just bureaucratic, and you have more freedom to really like show your value. Mm. Do you feel me? And that's what I had at that start, where like they had a few, they had a, a problem there, and they brought me on to kind of help with the UX, but also help engineer it, and I got to just do it my own way, launch my own yeah. test. I had full freedom to. I tackle the issue how I want to tackle it. Mm. And at first, it was a bit nerve wracking. Like, oh, like, <laughs> deferring to me. Like, I don't have to, they're like, what do you suggest to do? And I was like, okay. But then eventually, I kind of got into the groove of it and was like, no, this is so fun. Like, mm. it was just exciting and new and everything was changing and different. And it really, again, builds build confidence in myself. Because when you take on yeah. responsibility, yeah. When, you, when you manage it, then you start to kind of get that confidence. Okay, I can do this. I can do more. That was the most fun. Mm. And that was like, just like, um, Helping them with like some of the UI and app and user experience stuff and back end. But that was the most yeah. fun just because of that being in that environment, yeah. that startup environment, that tech environment, which is so different to anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Bam. yeah. Like, everyone's so chill. Like, everyone has, <laughs> like, I was working in a tech accelerator and it's just yeah. like a hub of loads of businesses and like everyone just chill with their max out. Like, you can yeah. chill. Like, everyone talk about whatever. They're just bare lax. Like, but everyone's so intelligent and high achieving. Yeah. But yet they're just, you don't have that kind of, um, uh, well, at least I didn't experience any of that pompous, that pretentiousness. Yeah, the everyone was politics and everything. Yeah, no yeah. politics. Everyone yeah. was just like, bro, it's, it's an amazing place to be. Yeah. And it's like, especially when you're trying to be in that sphere as well. Like, yeah. I was excited to go home and practice programming or go home and design because like, I'm around it all the time. Yeah. yeah. that's. Yeah. That, I feel like that, that's key. That's what you know. I feel like some like young adults now, mm. they are not doing things, they're doing things that they're not happy. Mm. I, and, that's, and that can help like, in the long run that can affect your your mental health mm. do you know what I think it is because when I had to start my job where I'm working now mm. I in fact the job before this one I didn't want to do and it was oh, yeah, like I was, yeah I was remember you said I was telling you bro that's not the end goal that, that's, that's definitely just, not the end goal yeah. but the thing that had to be explained to me even at my big age was that this is not the specific end goal that you're going to have because as you go along going to these different places you're going to have to jump from one ladder to another mm. and move around until you get there. So it's not that you're moving 
consistently sideways. Your path is always there, but you're moving towards it. But at yeah, the same yeah. time, so like different angles, kind different, of like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, That's why they say nobody's path is the exact same because the way in which we all have to move to navigate to where we need to get yeah, to is yeah. always going to be somewhat different. It's be so to you. exactly. Okay. So for you, your jumping off point is Bristol. Mm. So for you to be in a place which is a hub for creatives mm. it kind of means that your jump off point is going to be very different for someone that's all the way in Manchester yeah, yeah, facts, you know what I mean facts. or someone that's like in Birmingham because the, the way in which everything is set up is yeah, so different and there's, there's different advantages and, and disadvantages to being from anywhere and you kind of just have to like exactly like use what you have kind of thing yeah. exactly yeah, facts. you know I think you should answer the question you just posed actually before I say anything Sorry. so the question was how would it was how would uh, young people now also get into the same no, kind of no, uh, no what I was saying was that there are so many like yeah, it was a statement, yeah. Yeah, it was just a statement that there's oh. so many young kids, yeah. I thought we were gonna lead into a question. Like, young, young adults. adults. Yeah, young yeah. adults. Yeah. 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 Let's be honest, man. It's yeah. weird, fam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, adults, because eventually doing things that they're not happy. You wake up in the morning, it's a drag. It's not the one. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But I'm sure when you wake up, you're excited. Yeah. You I'm sure you wake up before that alarm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're not even using that alarm. He's like me, fam. He wakes yeah. up, looks at the arm, he's just like, you know what, nah. I'm gonna go by my own flow today. Yeah. Yeah. It is now six o'clock. I should have been up time ago. <laughs> um, yeah, whether like a uh, fictional, you know, non-fiction, mm-hmm. like has there been any um sort of um, figures in your life that you you look to and Ooh. you're just like oh yeah that's my idol like role models and stuff yeah mm. man I feel like there's different points in my life I have different kind of role models and stuff um, so that's a mad one <laughs> and I feel like I've got a few yeah fictional or non-fictional we've got time yeah um, <laughs> um, I would say that when I was younger my older brother was like a, a big role model to me because um, when you're younger, you think your older brother knows everything, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. brilliant. I used to yeah. ask like a hundred questions all the time. When I'm older, man. I don't know why I was pressing you. Like yeah. everything. I'd be like, yo, Ty, why? Why is this this? Why is this that? Like, I used to been stressed. Yeah. Like, I don't you know, know if I'm still brother. like that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, older brother, definitely. And then I think growing up, probably like Loki was anime stuff. Because I think like the, the main message I got from like those anime and the show anime in general was like this idea of perseverance yeah. and like getting yeah. getting back up. Yeah. Oh, so you watched a lot of shonen. Yeah, hundred man. <laughs> anime boy. And like the main message is kind of yeah, like you know, you try, you lose, and you come back stronger. You try, exactly. you, you keep, and then you never give up. And that always kind of like that one thing about anime that kills me the most is these guys could have like. 10 episodes and it's still in the same point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I, if I hit him, hit. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got five minutes. <laughs> it's like two years. I'm like, when is this, this done? Like, nah, bro, it will go back in the time. Yeah. Oh, bro. Goku's still stuck on the camera. I'll build up. Yeah. He's still charging, man. <laughs> Episode 44. What are you doing? I'm thinking, at least I had breakfast yet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, screaming. It, it was that. And when I got older, um, just certain people around me. I think there's, I've been inspired by a lot of the people that I've come to connect with, be it some mm. friends, some some family members. Um, but as for proper icons, mm. no, not until like, you know what? See, I didn't know Nipsey, anything about Nipsey Hussle before he mm. died. Yeah, yeah. Like I heard about his name. I didn't hear his music mm. yeah. when he died. Checked out his music. Mm. Victory Lap is like my favorite album. Bro, I streamed that once. The album was like, no, but like, it's on a spiritual thing. I thought the album is like, (laughs) I need to hear it. You feel me in the morning? Because there's messages in there that you really need Mm. to do. And like, the whole thing of what he was trying to do about like, get a position to help his Mm. community and black people in his community and like, 
um, empower them and yeah. financial freedom or something. I've always been big about. Yeah. But I didn't know there was someone doing it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, and now I'm like, I wish I could have met the guy. Yeah. Like, I wish yeah. I knew this before so I could have followed before. Right. So definitely that, like that, yeah. that guy was a big inspiration. You know what's mad for me, like um, him speaking on like uh, stuff like vertical and in integration yeah. and just owning whole supply chains. Yeah, and yeah. you could see how he went to go and do it with his music, with his clothing store. Yeah, yeah and like one, one thing like I'm always been big on is like coming up, I feel like there's, I don't know if it's just the black community because I'm only, that's my perception, that's all I can see in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't want to make blanket statements, but it felt like, um, especially from Bristol, like when people would make it, or do their own thing like that. It was like they wanted to kind of just distance themselves from everyone else. Mm. And it almost felt like people had this weird illusion mm. that to succeed, you had to kind of succeed by like, give me, give me, give me, push, yeah. push, push, take like, oh. stepping on other people to get, yeah. do you get it? Like, yeah. I'm here, yeah. no one come around. Like, take, no, take, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And I felt like, I didn't, I thought I was capped. Like, I feel like you're, it's better if everyone's trying to help each other and you can come yeah. up and bring other people up with you. Definitely. You're not Definitely. diminishing your shine at all. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's not, about that and I think we get further along if people had that mentality of instead of helping themselves we all help us help each other do you feel me yeah and um I love that he did that like from his music all his interviews he's always trying to give game yeah his songs are always trying to give game <laughs> like, he's like yeah I did this but here's how you can do it as well and I, that was really inspiring to me to show that you can actually get to that level mm. become iconic even and still be out here like being for your community, for your people. Yeah. That's a terrifying thing though, because as a community, it seems like we're the only community that has the mentality of, that's still shared now where it's, if you want to get somewhere mm. fast, you do it by yourself. If you mm. want to get there with other people, it's going to be slower. You know what they say, don't they? Go fast, go alone, go yeah. far, go together. But that's yeah. a lie yeah. because a lot of other communities actually build with each other and yeah. go really far. The Indian community is very good at mm. social growth. Mm. Jewish community, very, very good. General oh, white communities are very, yeah. very good. Mm. Chinese. Chinese are extremely, wherever they go, mm. it is a madness wherever they mm. want to be. That's mm. everywhere. Fam, and they're they're Nigeria, in Jamaica, they're in Africa. Uh, yeah. That's you know what? Everywhere. Contrary to that, like just mm. in, in, in the conversations that I'm having and in like the social settings that I've been in, mm. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, union between black black people. No, so this is the thing I want to say. Right now, yeah, this generation I feel like, like Which from one? eighteen to like mm. twenty two, even more even above to be honest, but that's the obviously one that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of, of people in our community doing wavy things and yeah. doing it together and clicking mm. up. Like I really feel like this gener- I don't know, I've got a strong feeling that this generation is going to be ones that set the precedent in the future. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I strongly believe, yeah. like, 100%. Like, the amount of people I've met, peers I've made, like, yeah. who are just brilliant people and all come and connected. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. nice to see mm-hmm. in Bro. everything from politics to banking to mm-hmm. creatives to everything. Like, mm-hmm. it's lovely. And so I think that narrative's changing. I think that was like an old school thing that was yeah. kind of not, not on our parents' fault, but I think it's yeah. more to do with you know, like racism and imperialism kind of yeah. sets that perspective. Yeah. But yeah. we're slowly moving up of it. Like, yeah. It is getting better. That's, as much right. as yeah. know, That's facts. I listened to a lot of um old school like Fela Kuti, and he he must have been like um obviously talking about how systems were set up and whatnot, mm. and just looking to the future. He's just like if you actually deep it, like in one of his songs, he must have used a lyric like it's two thousand and black. I was just like, wow, <laughs> like fam, like just the amount of collaboration that I'm seeing. Um, so another example, like you mentioned that you your your father was in real estate, right? And wanted yeah. you to get yeah yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm a I'm an I'm an ambassador for like the Pro- Black Property Network in uh, London. No way. Give him a shout so, out. No <laughs> they just they just released their own crowdfunding site, um, which is which is mad because like now 
you know, it's black money going mm. into black business, going me? into real estate. Yeah, and we're yeah, last yeah. generation. So, yeah, man, shout out to Black Property Network. Real, yeah. Speaking of that, I think you should have shared it in our chat. The girl, I think her name is Kike, by, she did the BY, BYP Network. All app. right, are you trying to get her on the, <laughs> on the oh, that, 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 that was a, I'm just shouting out. Yeah, maybe yeah. If you're listening to this, maybe you can... You know, yeah, we got, we got we got a seat waiting for you. <laughs> but yeah, but man. I'm happy that you know we're we're getting recognized now. Rock Nation recognized them. Yeah, mm. oh, yeah, like a, a UK, <laughs> yeah, 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 a UK fam. She's doing bits. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's loads of black creatives emerging now. Yeah, yeah. I think look, what we've seen, yeah, I think what we're seeing right now is kind of um, it's like companies especially are learning the import that culture is like the new currency kind of thing yeah and i feel like not to be big-headed but i feel like black culture is the culture that yeah. everyone buys into yeah. we do Bro, it say it. Lit culture. Like, doesn't matter we live no cat, like, we make stuff cool and like we yeah. do a dance it's on Fortnite. It's, yeah. if we search slang i've seen like bt you know like when companies because obviously companies are big on social media now so they'll be tweeting and, and youtube yeah well, youtube you can, companies couldn't even do posts mm. and then i've seen like bt sports and all these other like traditional companies yeah. like Using on saying like free smoke and all this stuff, and yeah, I'm like, you yeah, got that yeah. from us. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you got that from us. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. So like, that's why I feel like a lot of these companies are trying to reach into like the black market. Yeah, yeah. they're culture vultures, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, we have the leverage now. That's the benefit. Yeah. You feel me? Like, even like, who I watched a talk. Someone was doing. That. I can't remember the guy's name, but he commented on like, um, who bought Beats for three points? Um, was it Apple? It was Apple. Yeah, yeah Apple. Them buying that move was they weren't just buying the headphones because Beat is they're buying the culture that Beats has. Yeah. Beats info adverts, all the artists, all the it's yeah. black culture, and like, yeah. that's why they valued it so high. Mm. Like just leveraging that. So it's like we have capital now, low-key, like culture capital, yeah. and that's the new thing that I think we're gonna be leveraging mm. future. Like Nipsey said, man, our, our culture is contagious. Facts. Mm. Facts. You can't deny it. But I feel like some good. some like we it's just we didn't we just weren't yeah, that's the thing. That's what I was going like. Yeah. They're coming in and taking away from us. Obviously, if we like, held on to it, we own it. We own it. Yeah, that's the ownership is key. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's you know what's there. quite interesting to me? Like, um, with all of these phrases, I remember there was. Who's that? Who's that girl in America? She's quite young. I know she's gone clear now. Um, mm. She uses mad slang. Uh, Caucasian girl. Um, She's always online just beefing people. Well, cool. but, um, bad, but was it? Something like that, bad yeah. Bad Barbie name. And then she... Daniel Bregoli, that's her name. Right. Uh, and I think it was Those her songs. that um, she sort of painted, painted it like a phrase or something like that. Mm. So if you use that, you yeah. have to pay her money. Oh, what? Painted the phrase, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Am I sure it's I don't, that person? I don't know who that is. I, is it the one that did catch me outside? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm just looking at like so many of our like slang the terminologies yeah yeah and i don't know am i like is that kept like no, do i have no. something there that no you're not capping you're telling the truth the only yeah. thing is you can't really because it's such a colloquial like you have colloquial terms like you can't really pattern them but yeah. really should, if only you could give rights to the black community <laughs> yeah but it's legally it's a bit difficult but yeah I that's you. the problem that comes with nuance because it's just like we know it's black culture cool thing, but but like, even when you ask someone i was thinking about this the other day sorry yeah. to cut you my no sorry sorry but um like when you when someone does like a caricature of a cool person mm. it's like yo like it's all like mm. black culture mm. like yeah. stereotypes and characters like yeah <laughs> oh, man. it's terrible yeah question though yeah this is gonna like veer different it's direction on, how do you yeah. keep yourself like creatively motivated because like yeah for each person it's gonna be different so like for us well me yeah 
it's going towards anime, listening to music, and yeah, like I dance, so it's like always well. it starts like a group when I was younger, fam. Hey. Hiking in Bristol, but I wasn't that good to make the A team. I was on the B team. So, <laughs> you still did something, my guy. Still popping and locking, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's your guy. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. But how do you keep yourself like creatively motivated? Um, that's a good question. Um, I find how do I keep myself creatively motivated? Oftentimes, like, engaging with art. So, like, yeah, like, anime, music, calm, but but also, like, from reading, from mm. just, just like, looking at stuff. That's weird. Like, I, I kind mm. of always just, like, observe yeah. art, and I'm like, this is wavy, and kind of, like, kind of get inspired through that. But ultimately, my ultimate motivation, just because, like I said, of where I want to be, mm. and, like, I can't accept anything else. So, like, I, I'm naturally a lazy person. If you ask people to go to school with me, yeah, <laughs> I used to sleep in school. I used to, like, come to school at two hours late. I was a terrible student, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, so I'm naturally, I don't, like, I'm naturally a lazy person. I just have energy to do things that I want to do that do. I was, like, I just, there's mm-hmm. no other way to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how my motivation is. I think I've aligned, I've, I've luckily found a way to align, like, my hobbies with my career as yeah. best as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just gives me that enthusiasm to get up and create stuff and make mm-hmm. things. I find like, to me, like art is therapeutic. Yeah. yeah. Bro, like I have to like, cause I, I struggled to articulate myself when I was younger. I was, um, I've got a bit better now, but when I was younger, I, I used to speak really quiet, like yeah. mumble basically. And I would never be able to like say what I wanted, what was in my head. Yeah. You asked me about icons. I One of the people I used to look up to, wasn't even a, a particular person the type of people but like just educated people mm. people that you could go and hear them say something and they could say precisely what they want to say yeah. and you couldn't misunderstand it mm. was, that's amazing like yeah. i wish i could do that <laughs> yeah so i used to have to make like art to kind of figure that out and it was like this weird transitive process where like something's in my head i'll make something mm. and then from looking at that i'll be able to understand what was in my head it was weird bro and i was always like that person to try and explain something to someone i couldn't tell you but i could show you a metaphor like i'd be like I don't know how to tell you how I'm feeling, but if you listen to this song here, <laughs> you'll get it. You get it. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's like a bird and a this connecting. Yeah. Like, just like I just asked you, like, how was your day? Like, yeah. that, that was me. You feel me? So, oh, okay. That, 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 that was kind of um, why I had that inspiration. Um, why I was like so big on people who can take care of themselves. Going back to just an old question, I didn't answer fully. But yeah, yeah, nice. That's lit. Yeah. Uh, nice. Do you have any questions for us? Um. I, w- I wanted to ask about, I asked you already about how you guys got the pod together. Yeah. It's such a wavy idea, like oh, a, black, a tech podcast for black guys, black <laughs> podcast. Like, I thought it was yeah. amazing. Mm. And like, I've never seen it before. Yeah. And like, I'm, when I when you contacted me, I was just like, yeah, this is perfect. Like, I'll be watching this podcast every day. So like, so hey. shout out to you. Yeah. Actually invited me to be on it, you feel me? Say, I appreciate so, that. Um, um, it's a technology podcast, Karen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, it was a weird one. Um, it's like, even when I think back to it, when I initially had the idea, um, I don't know whether it's ever happened to any of you. Like, I can definitely relate to being sort of lazy, but when it when it comes to my passions, it's mm. like the energy is day up. Yeah. Um, so I remember, like, I must have been, like, forcing to sleep. You know those sleeps that are just sort of eluding you? Like, you're trying to, you're actually trying, you're tired, like, mm. you want to go to sleep. Mm. And something was just keeping me up, and uh, mm. uh, my brain was just moving bears, bruv. Uh, so mm. I just thought of, thought of it, and it's like... I even went to go and search just like uh, the technology podcasts out there. Yeah. I, I listened to a few. Um, there was a few just uh, getting into, let's say, JavaScript, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then I just thought, okay, this is just because there's no black people in tech. 
So then, Which like, is a real thing. Like, yeah, real, yeah, real yeah. problem. There's, yeah. there's the odd one or two. Mm. One so or two. There's a guy that does, I can't remember, he's in America and he does unboxings and tech um, reviews. That oh, we oh. Oh, actual hardware. He, he yeah, does. I yeah. 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 He knows his stuff. Yeah, yeah he does. I, I think I know who you're talking about. I've seen it before. You might have even shown me before. But you most definitely know who he is. Yeah. But the thing is, you just don't know of them. Yeah. That's why this podcast is I know it was my cousin. He was showing. He was, yeah. he was reviewing the iPhone. Yeah. It's okay. We're family anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So just going back to that, like, uh, and going off the back of what you were talking about uh, uh, um, of the world of social media how mm. you connected with this person that person mm-hmm. like I go into social media and I just see so many people doing crazy thing and mm. it's all black tech mm. and I'm just like mad like it's not only me or mm. us man that has ideas and that is like actually out there yeah. and trying to see these ideas manifest and that yeah. Um, yeah man I think uh, obviously we're five episodes in now and mm out of the goals that I have for the year. We, we're, we're not even close. Yeah. <laughs> but we're definitely further um, than I ever expected, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's because yeah, so. you are enjoying it, isn't it? Like, I can tell, like, just yeah. from meeting you here, I can tell you really, like, like what you're doing. It's yeah. a genuine vibe. And I think when you, that's the, the, the best time to start this one. I feel like when you see you're looking around, you don't see something or you do something that, like, appeals to you that you just think would be cool with this yeah. kind of thing and then yeah. you go and do that yourself yeah yeah that's the best thing yeah you know what as well like obviously we're, we're uni graduates um yeah. but what i see most men do is like obviously i went to university to gain the skills yeah. but i always wanted to use those skills on my own personal projects Facts. Yeah, and what i see a lot of is going back to what we were talking about earlier yeah. about the young adults so you know just um in that corporate swing of just not doing what they want mm. um like what happened to like the little the little don the little boy or girl that used to dream to do this and mm. do that but you know now you're like i get nah, it i get it, I get it. It's like, a, it's you have to pay thing. bills and everything i get mm. it but um i just feel like it's a real waste um, it's really easy to get caught in that trapping of like almost dialing your ambitions yeah. and then there's there was this i was reading something about that like kind of like how the, the guy was talking about how like in school everyone when you're not even in school like nursery whatever you ask the kid what they want to do they want to be an astronaut or mm. a prime minister, the leader yeah. of a country, something crazy. Mm. You wait like 10 years, it's like a little bit less. And you wait 15 years, it's it's gone from here all the way down to here because yeah. on 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 the virtue of being realistic, which mm. I think is like one of the worst things it's we could ever yeah. do. It's toxic. Do you know how bad that is? Because it's the virtue of being realistic, but then... Bro, it's, a, it's an illusion, man. I feel like realistic, like that whole concept, realistic. Like you need to obviously be practical yeah. and, and and understand like knowledge what's going on. But this whole realism thing, I think, it's just another word for pessimism. Pessimism yeah. and just like telling everybody it's you a can't polite do way it. to yeah yeah be a buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're just there, like oh you want to be an astronaut? Well, here's how you get to it, and then they tell you everything that you have to do to get to it, and yeah. slowly make you see that you can't do it. And you're like no, it's, everything is literally and that's just possible. all perspective though, because you exactly. some someone will see them be like oh these are all the things you have to die in your way. Yeah. These are, or you can look at it like these are all the, just the things that I'm gonna have to gonna get to do, like achieve milestones along the way, yeah. kind of thing, man. But yeah, I think it's your perspective is that's why I think low key, yeah. They even yeah. asked me because part of this award thing, I'm going to Texas in 
jump job that yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> but they, they asked me about like a question like, oh like, what's the most valuable thing you want to get from me and i thought like me personally one of the most valuable things you can get in life is perspective right that can change everything, everything yeah once yeah. you start looking at things a different way yeah everything else materializes differently trust yeah. me so yeah. having that perspective to look at things positively and like mm. know what you can do mm. as opposed to feeling like someone who can't do anything like you're helpless and know that you're someone who's empowered and you can actually do what you want to do Real talk. yeah that's where everything uh, changes and i think at the grassroots of that it just comes down to exposure like yeah that little, that little you needs to be exposed to that Facts. person or that environment yeah to, you know go and because, bruv, one thing, one thing I'm noticing about you is, like, those skills that um, you, you, okay, like, you you say that you have um, this whole vision of where you are now and where you want to get to. Yeah. And it's, like, that's an uphill battle in terms of the skills that you have to learn. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing along the way so far that I've, like, from your story, that there's nothing you won't learn or you wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Like, for someone that is naturally creative yeah. to then go and get into, like, back in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mad to me. Yeah, it was mad to me. Like that's the way it's because I was like always in two places. Like, I've always felt like I was a creative academic and I like mm. I like the technology stuff, like being an artist. But when you're when people say they pick one, yeah. And yeah. I just hated that. I didn't want to pick one. Like, I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. So at the early stage was literally just doing that, just trying to do both. And then at the time you're kinda of like, I don't know if it's gonna work, but I'm doing it anyway. And then now it's like that's your niche. Like, oh, you do this and multifaceted creative, they call it it's a cool thing. I'm like well, I guess it didn't work. It's got to trust in yourself, isn't it? Yeah. yeah sometimes if not, like everyone, obviously all individuals trying to achieve something that yeah. maybe no one else has quite done exactly the same way. Yeah. So sometimes it's not going to be a blueprint made up for you. You're going to kind of make that along as you go. Mm. Just kind of trust in it. I hear that. I hear that. Were you into like any sports? Yeah. Not the traditional kind. I couldn't play football. I was into like boxing. Mm. I was oh, like, right. when I did like boxing, jiu-jitsu, judo, freestyle wrestling um, all that stuff because mm. um, I couldn't play football uh, I was terrible I couldn't play basketball either like even though I'm tall yeah. like, I just didn't have the coordination I think team sports I just sucked at but obviously <laughs> I'm not a team player yeah. but I think that's cap but maybe she's right. <laughs> but I did quite like the idea of like you know when you play a fo- no bashing football as well because it's a yeah. brilliant sport but why I didn't like it was like if you lose like it wasn't I like you could win and not do anything yeah or you yeah. could lose and play the best game of your life yeah yeah and i always kind of like the idea of like when i did boxing or whatever it was like if i win i won mm-hmm. if i lost i lost mm-hmm. and there's a deeper risk in that but there's also there's a greater reward than that mm-hmm. so those are the sports i kind of like to be involved in because it's just like it was terrifying but it was brilliant man yeah just yeah. me and someone else and like you're just trying to beat the other person that's it mm-hmm. you've got no one else to fall back on mm-hmm. but when you come up when you, no one else to make excuses for you but at the same time when you win then I can relate to that man like I still play a lot of basketball and it's like when people are not getting back on defense or they don't have the same energy as you or they woke up on the wrong side of the bed yeah Yeah, I get that I hear that that's a question for some bro football yeah people get so the nicest people get mad short tempers in football like no matter what like like, you yeah you're swearing like this bro I used to watch that I'm I'm not involved I'm not gonna try that no I'm not doing it still take it too seriously I need to Chill. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, those are the sports that I was into, man, and still am, to be honest. Like, I think it was good, like, boxing and the wrestling, especially, were like great for discipline. Yeah. Mm. Bro, like, and like, I think doing, even like doing all of that stuff plays a big difference. Like, sports, I'm sure, it helps everyone, every different sports individually, but me, particularly, like, doing judo and being like sensei, having a master, mm, having a, like, yeah. that kind mm. of strict, humbling yourself. That's yeah. what I found. The main lesson I learned from those things was humbleness. Same thing with wrestling. Mm. 
when you get flipped upside your head for like <laughs> so many times, you just learn to like show in it. Same thing with boxing, you, you know, boxing, whether you're good or not, you learn that, like just to be humble and have discipline and about regimen, about sticking to a regime. And yeah. Yeah. even when things get tough, which they do, wrestling training is like one of the hardest things I've done in my life, mm. but still just not giving up and grinding through it. And then mm. at the end, you get that reward when you kind of start to see the progress. Yeah. And you realize that it's all, you know what they say about boxing there is like, um, fights aren't, Champions aren't made in the ring, they're made in training. training yeah. Fights aren't won in the ring, they're won in training. Yeah. Mm. It's that cumulative thing, like compound. I think this concept of compound gains, yeah, is is like one of the fundamental laws of life, bro. Yeah. Like it's about delayed gratification. Little 1% every day mm. after a couple of years or a year is a big margin, you feel me? Mm. And that's something I learned in training. Like you'll be training all those times, like all those sessions, the individual sessions, you may not be seeing a lot of progress. Yeah. Mm. But after like two months, three months, Past, and you start to realize, oh, okay, I can do things I couldn't do before. <laughs> a year passed, like, bro, I can yeah, do this. Like, yeah. next thing you know, it's just like, and people, you'll think it's overnight, but it's not. It's been, you've been like putting in the work from early. It's just, yeah. you're realizing it now. And that's the lesson I got from sports. So, there's, yeah. There's a reason why I asked that very specific question. Um, yeah. So, my sister, she is like, my brother and I were both very, very sporty, but she's more sporty than most of us put together yeah like all the awards in, in the crib that probably you used to just see like Cassandra 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 it's all her Shout out to her um, so, <laughs> I should be having those for her <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've just got like the, the odd one or two for basketball but her it's like um, it, it's shot put it's discus mm. it's athletics um, it's rugby it's football it's Amazing, netball man. it's basketball it's shit bears um, so <laughs> she's an Olympian, like representing county level at you know, I, Bears. I always, I always, wow. is, I sort of envied her for doing that. Mm. But um, she now studies sports law, mm. right? And um, she came to me because she, she was stuck with a law question, right? And basically, uh, what the what the debate was was um, should esports be considered as an actual official sport yes so let, let's say oh you know what i'm talking about right yeah because <laughs> i'm gonna get vexed about this mm -hmm. but carry on so, yeah, so what, what do you <laughs> think should like gaming be considered yes. as an actual sport do you do you class it as that yeah it's a skill like, it's, a, it's more it's not as physical as other sports but like mm. darts is a sport mm. if chess is people will line up and yeah. watching is like and it's not for me and i'm yeah. Yeah. and i'm not yeah, they get yeah, they get dropped they do their thing and they, they make their money yeah. with pool snooker mm. pool. like gaming mm. is difficult pick up a pad and try to pay these youths like yeah. it's not uh, it's not easy yeah. like time blood and sweat into it. i love to see it like oh. the fact that, again these are just kids adults whatever who are doing something they love to do and now they're making mm. a career from it why not yeah you should yeah. be happy yeah. so you wouldn't be surprised you seeing like fortnite at the olympics or something because <laughs> you my guy <laughs> you don't know what already goes on oh, do you no, know they fill not. up this auto arena with people to go and watch I'm yeah. man. tournaments yeah. rainbow six siege recently just got updates I'm getting excited. This <laughs> 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 bro. Like, I watched yeah. um, like the fighting ones, like the Street Fighter, Dragon Ball Z Fighter, yeah. that mm. new game. That's yeah. and like the commentary gets you gassed. Yeah. Like, yo, <laughs> this <laughs> he just did a yeah. what? Like, yeah. bro, nah, it's real. It's, it's like, when you see so many people play, it's like watching them do like a, a, a fantasy version of like mental chess. Yeah, do you know, mm. and that's what, I think that's what the, the why 
intrinsically made whether you like sports is seeing someone do it doesn't matter what it is but seeing someone do one thing to a master a level of like mastery mastery mm. that is just some there's just something incredible about it, regardless of what it is even yeah. if there's something mad like knitting or something that you would think painting something like that could be really mundane by itself yeah seeing someone do it at a crazy level I mean, yeah it's just fascinating <laughs> it's, it's amazing yeah. yeah it's amazing like i'm always interested in the story like what must you have gone through mm. to just become that bro i watch these youtubes a bit by the way you should watch youtube like there's like these youtube things on like breaking down certain stories of certain gamers and stuff and like i hear about people who told, went to japan used to like compete in like japanese arcades remember back in the day when they had arcades yeah mm. i said remember back in the day i'd even go to arcades now. <laughs> but like they used to go there and like play in that like, train in the tokyo like train in the arcades that you get it cool. and then come back to yeah. us and shut it down here and then go back i was thinking this is what? mad like That's you're like yeah. the virtual karate kid like <laughs> yeah basically you give them respect like anyone who masters anything like, yeah you gotta give them respect regardless i've been i've been trying to keep up with because when i'm talking about rainbow six siege it's a game i play but they re- i'm trying to keep up with the esports like area because when i started seeing that these people are actually doing their job mm-hmm. Rainbow Six Siege is one of those games where you can't just jump in and think you're playing any kind of game. Mm, yeah. This is why it's a very good game, especially games like um, CSGO and mm. Counter-Strike. Mm. You, you, they don't give you a map. Mm. So any level that you put on, you have to know exactly what the level mm. is. You have to think about how the level can be played. So every single um, environment has different destructible walls. Yeah, yeah. You know I thought it was cool when I seen that. And different weapons can actually be different levels of damage, damage to the yeah. wall. Everything, like a bullet will pass through and mm. blame you in the face. Mm. One shot, you're gone. Go on, it doesn't yeah, matter what weapon. Yeah, yeah I mean. So you have to think about it on that level. So if I'm in this area, I know that I can use this, this, and this. It's a lot of strategy, isn't it? Yeah. It's not Way too much. you got to think for real. You have to think so much. So when they're just there, like, oh, should this be like a, an actual, like, Olympic sport? Yeah. Bro, do you know, like, pilots, don't pilots on races, they use Forza to simulate for practice for racing, mm. and they use that oh, like, step up on Jets. Mm. Okay, um, so like, game's yeah, on the now, fam. It's valid, definitely valid. Uh, <laughs> Marvin, are you working on any any sort of projects you're on, or if you were to create a game, or did you, a, could you share? I've ideas. I don't mind sharing ideas because a lot of ideas probably wouldn't be out there. I've been thinking about stuff concerning how. <laughs> okay, when you actually start making games now, there are a lot. I there's a lot of. Bar- like blockers and barricades that kind of stop you from going further being oriented. So you have to start thinking about what the game's going to be about, what the mechanics are going to be, what's the game going to be oriented about, because you can have different versions of games that go towards the art, like genuinely just being the arts. Then you have games just being about competitive yeah. um, play. And even when it comes down to like the mobile scene and people actually playing on their mobile phones, it's even like now getting a bit iffy. Mm. You can't just start, I can't just start making stuff for myself. Yeah. So like there's a. Um, we might need to cut this next section out. So <laughs> from this section on, I'm going to talk to the guy by after. Mm. Um, so the guy I'm speaking to, you know Sam Bangura? Mm. Yeah. Fellow Sierra Leonean. Wavy guy. Wavy, yeah. wavy guy. Mm. He's speaking, we've been actually like trying to work on games. Like, Is it? Because I know he's a game head as well. He's a game head. So we've been like trying to work out. Even for his final year project. Oh, wavy. The guy is on job. And like, he's all the way in Coventry right now. Mm. So it's like trying to communicate and work out how are we going to move forward with creating a game and the idea is of what what are we going to be making are we going to be making something that's um short and we release within like six months or are we actually going to go for something grand if you're going to start learning the idea is to do something that is short and yeah. progressively learn right 
but um, like how um, like making a short film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's the projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I that. To say like a short film, but I feel like when it comes to games, synchronous. <laughs> it's all sync. But when it comes to like games, it's like you can't just be like, oh, we can just do this and get it out quickly. Yeah. This is something like a game jam, and it's really rough. Mm. You know. On that, sorry, just the games. That was another one of the many people who influenced me as well, inspired me in storytelling. Was um, I could never say the same right. I think it's his attack on Miyazaki. He's the guy who made mm. Dark Souls. Mm. His storytelling is amazing. Like what he's done with that genre, the whole like how he tells stories almost indirectly. But mm. you don't get a story, you don't get like anyone to give you like the exposition. You go and find out for yeah. it, and that came from he just couldn't read when he was younger. Mad. So he used to like, read passages of text, right? And kind of have to just fill in the gaps himself because he didn't know what certain words meant. Mm. He used to like imagine it and he uses imagination to kind of fill it in, and that's what he does with his games. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was sick. Like, you know what's so sick. But yeah, I'm game, reading the book. Game now. devs are, are just amazing, bro. Sure. I'm reading a book now um, by Richard Wright uh, yeah. called Black Boy, and he's like, it's a it's sort of um, narration of his early years, and he's going through the same thing of like, obviously, when back then education wasn't really out there for black people yeah they know how to read and all of that so to cut i'm gonna watch that interview man what's good which one um the one sazuki hidetaka miyazaki or whatever. Oh, um i think it's a written one it's not a bit oh, okay um but yeah he's just he's a legend obviously like his games are just bloodborne dark Souls. they're all very like and I, even the concept of them i could i did a, i used to do a blog in uni and i used to write <laughs> about these like the mm. spotlights on their games so i knew way too much information about it but yeah there's yeah he's, he's a brilliant brilliant director um david cage is another one mm. uh kind of like pioneer really because yeah. he the whole concept is called david cage games now mm-hmm. and those games are used to refer to those games when you can like telltale games mm. when you kind of Pick an answer, and the answer changes. Choose your own story. Yeah, yeah, which is normal now. Fallout has it, Skyrim has it, all these other games have it. Where like it's common to have a bit where you can kind of pick some dialogue and change. But he was the one who started doing that. I think he was the first game developer in France to have his game premiered at a film festival. He made and he won like a French honor. Yeah, he made, he's the one that made, he made um, Fahrenheit, the one that got banned or whatever. Even though people now, I think the the industry has moved on from. Wait, a game got banned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my guy. <laughs> These games are mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them are mad. Um, yeah. I thought my dissertation was on like a whole marketing ethics in the video game industry. Yeah. And it was on about a little bit about Detroit, Detroit from Human. Yeah. Because remember that raised a lot of controversy because of like the whole, um, the trailer. It depicts that guy beating his daughter. His daughter, yeah. And they were like, should games be allowed to have this content? Will that films do it? So I was like, yeah, but that was the whole thing. Um, so yeah, like he pioneered that even the industry has moved on from him. I don't think he's... He's not the best anymore at doing what he does, but he, you know, he made a big think, change. Um, and now you see it in TV with, um, yeah. what's that thing? Black Mirror, Bando, People don't know that had its roots in video game. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to have to go and check. The the game that came out recently, did he, um, it was a, it was based like around Halloween. These teens go to um, a place in Canada and there's like a lodge. I've been out of the loop when it comes to games recently. So I can't oh. even know. I, I mean, should know it. <laughs> I should. Guys, continue. I actually have to but search he's, this stuff. He's, he's one of the only game directors who put himself in the game. So when you <laughs> yeah. buy his game, yeah, yeah. I think it's the best one. He, David Cage is in the game playing David Cage, teaching him how to play a David Cage game. It's the most, <laughs> it's the most meta thing ever. Exactly. Like, bro, man, I don't know if he, he might be the maddest narcissist ever. <laughs> yeah. but it's funny, like, shout out to him. Uh, I, I have to find it. 
continue. You know, you might actually continue. Yeah. <laughs> it's a game that Rami Malek's in. The guy that he was in. See, now I'm even forgetting everything. I need food. Um, this guy. Oh, from Mr. Robot. He's in oh, Mr. Robot. right. Rami. Rami, uh, Rami Malek. Okay. Continue. I need to find Until Dawn. That's it. I'm wondering if David Cage did Until Dawn. Because based... So that's another... Oh, God. Now my brain's he just might, gone. He may have. He might not have done it because there's so many other people that have done what he does now. Stuff that's similar. And like they've just kind of took it to different levels. Mm. You know so, that games are... He's you, like the Wiley of that genre of games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's mad because you have a ton of variants of game sector. Mm. It's, there are games that the moment you have... A, an entire genre named after a type of game, you know you've made it. Yeah. So you've got games that are called Metroidvania and those yeah, games yeah, yeah. that you go from one you've section. You've got Souls games. You've Souls got, games are mad. Everything's a Souls game. Any game that has any difficulty nowadays is like, oh, it's a Souls game. Mm. It, any difficulty or you have to really think you've made it, man. about how you play it. Yeah, you made it. It's very, very interesting. Yeah. I do want to bring it real quick. What anime are you a fan of now? Oh, uh, that's a... So One Piece, I think, is that it has to be true. one of the best anime like, ever. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's just the writing, Sam Oda's writing, the way he sets up things from like the first arc that come to life in the seventh. He's a genius. Shout out to him. Um, so yeah, I'm still watching that. My Hero Academia, um, reading the manga. The manga's lit. Shikaraki's on crud. Um, Death Note, the, they did a Death Note uh, one shot that came out recently. Mm. I don't know if you've ever watched Death Note. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That is one of the best animes that that period, period. like the story is so different yeah how can you i always figure out like, when people do that sherlock death note when mm-hmm. shows shows that have characters or protagonists who are just ridiculously smart mm-hmm. how smart do you have to be to imagine that <laughs> yeah. do you feel me like death note was lit and they just did a reshot of like in the future mm. Bravo. <laughs> um but i started re- reading berserk that's a bit of a darker yeah, um yeah a manga but i always heard things about it and i wanted to get into it um, yeah. it, is, it is I'm starting to see it it's really good um, I like I'm a big fan for like dark anime as well just dark mm. stuff like mm. Devilman Crybaby I love that mm. um, and Hunter x Hunter I've Goats <laughs> Goat. dog. I'm on episode 16 I got cussed up by family and so far no you haven't seen nothing yet what I don't understand is how people can love someone like Killua yeah he's yeah. a lovable character but he's a child that can work like Bro. Watch the anime. Yeah, like that anime is one of the. I think what it does, and this is why it's deep, is because the way that anime plays with morality mm. and philosophy is different. Like gone. Like it, no other anime ever does that. Mm. Characters tend to kind of stay along a certain path. You got your good guys. You got your bad guys. You got your people who are in the middle. Mm. Maybe one might change yeah. over. Yeah, the character but, character development is. Yeah, they make you like you, you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that like, at the end we've gone. Yeah. Like you start to feel like raw, like raw, like no, it's it's, it's different. You know what? I'm I'm not gonna ruin it, but yeah. I'm sort of almost glad in a way that there hasn't been anything else released like that's been animated. Yeah. From well to affect the main story at least, yeah. because where do you even go from? Yeah, from but the manga's still going on, and and the thing is, he writes I'm his manga like books, mm. like his manga worthy, like he's he's a proper thinker. Mm. Shout out to him. He's actually married to the girl from Sailor Moon. The lady who wrote Sailor Moon, so they linked up. But yeah, like, Hunter Hunter is one of my favorites that I'm reading. Like, I just started reading it because obviously I watched it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to read it because I want to know what happens after. Yeah, I might have to read that stuff. It's, it's a bit. Um, what else? I think those are the main ones. I can't lie. One Punch Man. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that, you know. Why? 
I just think it's ridiculous, bro. One point, that's, that's it. Know, it's, I, it's, <laughs> I think like it gets me vexed. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from because I think it's really good. Maybe it got it still got overhyped a little bit, mm. but it is really good and it's really funny. Mm. And I think the idea that like, the way they kind of make a satire of like common anime tropes and the superhero tropes, because yeah, it's true. Like, what's it's, it's boring being the strongest. Like, when you got people like Superman, you got like Goku. More time, it's like you look. You've already won, isn't it? <laughs> and just imagine being this person. Everyone wants to be that person, but really, realistically, if you were, you'd just be dead. And I think it's funny how they play around with that and how they still make the story interesting despite that. Because mm. usually, you need a villain, you need a big threat mm. to keep us engaged and keep the stakes high. We all know that Saitama can be everyone. But mm. I think they still managed to make you kind of wonder. It's about the other characters. They yeah. built the show around the rest yeah. of the team. So Thomas mm. is like, he's almost like a side character to his own show. You feel me? Mm. Yeah. And I think that's pretty smart how they've done that. So, uh, yeah, can you well. talk to us a bit about your final year project? Uh, and I know you, you talked about it a bit. Was it a dissertation? Or yeah, 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 yeah. It was on um, marketing and ethics in the video game industry. So my question was, again, my was a big nerd. I wanted to do like, do, the question I made was do, which is mad that they let me do it because they're a bit funny about it because it was like, is it gaming? Is it philosophy? Is it what? Mm. But do um, companies within the video game industry hold like a moral obligation to the end consumer in respect to how it affects their behavior? So the question I was reaching out to is like, so when you see like, um, when companies, yeah, so when companies like, like Grand Theft Auto or whatever advertise games with like murder, Detroit Become Human, mm. um, showing child abuse and alluding mm. to other things, like, should the games be held responsible? Like should the eye as a marketer have to think about how I'm going to show that? Because mm. if it was a film, you wouldn't really question it, but it's a game. And also what annoyed me at the time was, you know, the game industry's kind of gone a bit downhill. At least I think so from when I, when I was younger. Cool. And that's partly to do with, there's no, there was no centralized regulation to, to monitor, like just their authenticity. People used to lie. Do you remember? Um, I can think of back as watchdogs. Mm-hmm. When that came out, everyone thought it was ridiculous. And what they were doing was, because obviously you know how, how games work, like a, a big game has a lot of space. Yeah. They would load like a small area, pump up the graphics and capabilities oh, and say that this the, is representative of the game. When they showed about yeah, yeah, yeah. slices. And yeah, and, it went, and when the game comes out, that's not how it is. And then, yeah. um, do you remember that space game which everyone was gassed about? Yeah. No yeah, Man's yeah. Sky. Yeah. I, I used, that, one, that made me want to buy a PS3. <laughs> <laughs> and the game came out and there was nothing. He had a whole PR campaign and 80% of the things he promised. People make mm. compilations on YouTube of how many lies he told. Mm. It wasn't, and nothing came of it. And that was commonplace. And what that yeah. was doing, I noticed, was predicted having a negative effect on games because you lose trust in the consumer. Less people make pre-orders. So people don't want to do pre-order anymore because they don't feel safe. Yeah. Mm. And less people want to buy games and like all these things about microtransactions. Like just, yeah, so that was the main thing. It was just marketing. Should they be regulated for lying in their marketing? Or should they have to cut restrictions on what they can actually show, mm. even if what they show is part of the game? Mm. Um, so I argue that from a three-point perspective, like a legal perspective, a uh, marketing perspective. What's your personal perspective? Um, I think that there's... I think where, where it originates from, that, that lack of regulation comes from just... is just a byproduct of the fact that people just don't respect video games. Yeah. As an art form. They they, they still got that old mentality of like, oh, it's, it makes you know, a mindless zombie, like it's going to ruin your kids' brains. It's Pac-Man. <laughs> when in actuality... Video game stories are like films. The Last of Us is getting turned into a film, is it not? Mm. Like, uh, uh, planning to do a Last of Us movie. The, uh, they made a movie called The Road, which The Last of Us is like a. It has links to okay. a book called The Road, and I think they may be doing something. From what I heard, like they were they were in the works of it, but like the stories themselves are they're really complex now. Yeah, 
and they're like movies in themselves, especially with the graphics. And there's mm -hmm. like, it's, these people are artists, they're creatives, they're not just people making like ping pong on the table. You know what I mean? Like, shout out to Pong, that game is it. Um, so I think because of that, that's where that lack of regulation came in and that allowed companies to just say what they want to say, do what they want to do. Yeah. And when people were trying to file lawsuits, people were like, bro, it's games, like, what are you doing? Yeah. So I think that was a problem. I think um, they needed to be, there needed to be some regulation on like what you can and can't promise. Yeah. You need to be held accountable. Um, and but I do think in terms of content, you wouldn't restrict. There's the same way I don't think musicians like when they judge like drum music. I don't get mm. back to it, but like musicians, like mm. the rappers that rap about certain things, but film people being filmed showing gang violence or, or guns or whatever, and no one, yeah. it's calm, it's art. Yeah, yeah. So the same way with game directors, you should be able to make a game about really whatever you want. It's mm. art, and yeah. people don't have to buy it mm. to get it. But you should be have the freedom to make it about whatever you want and advertise as what as what you want. Do you yeah. think? Uh, Let's say for like um, the younger younger generation out there, yeah. or people born maybe let's say after two thousand and five. That's bad for people that are born two thousand and five. <laughs> There's my cousin, little cousin, eighteenth birthday mm, this weekend. Yeah. Mm. I was thinking you were born in two thousand two. Yeah, and you're wrong, walking around. I can't. I, sorry, that just it baffles me still. But yeah, go on. Um, yeah, do you do you think like because um, I know with my cousins like they are I can't get them to go outside, bro. Mm. So do you think that's a concern there? Mm. Probably, I feel like I was born in the best generation. No cap, yeah. So, yeah. because 1997, I got the end of like the end of like my brother's generation. So, like, yeah. I still made tree houses and stuff. We used to go out and do like, <laughs> not not gentle and play them yeah, games. Yeah, and, uh, and, and yeah, get up to if you're trouble, a man. slow runner, sorry, yeah, man, I, got, I got caught a couple of times. Um, <laughs> yeah, play games like that. But then obviously at the time, still was like PlayStation Two, yeah. like oh. still was playing games as well. Yeah, yeah. Game Boy Advance, mm. linked up Pokemon trading, fam. Lit. So I got to balance both of that outside. Yeah. Whereas for now, kids growing up, they're only getting that one side of it. Yeah, iPad. Um, that's yeah, like iPad, straight that's away, like, everyone's just used to it. Like my little nephew just knows how to use a phone as good as I do. Like mm. it's mad. Um, mm. I do think there is some detriment to that. You need to be able to balance it. Everything in excess is bad for you. Mm. I don't think, generally speaking, having a, a phone around you is bad. You should. I don't think you should like live like Amish and make kids not <laughs> have any technology until they're 10. Like, that's just dumb. That's not going to make you. They're not going to be prepared for the real world because yeah. the real world is that. And yeah. that's why these kids are going to have more of an advantage than even we do because I feel like, again, our generation, like we kind of grew up when, like, I remember when Facebook started. Yeah, yeah. No, I sound old. <laughs> yeah. I remember when Facebook started. Yeah. But like, so like, and Snapchat and that stuff was not around. Yeah. So we kind of grew up with that and we kind of privy to it. But these are all born in it. You mm. get it? And mm. that's going to give them they're going to have way more capabilities on their own because mm -hmm. that's the benefits and negatives to it. But I think like, yeah, it should be balanced. Like get outside, experience like nature and like speak to people. Not nature like, yeah. don't think, get outside your yard. Like, yeah. you, need to, you need that, you need that mm. social. It's weird, yeah, I was talking about it the other day, like we're more connected now than ever before. Right. Mm -hmm. Social media, like, I can get hold of anyone from anywhere. Like yeah, you, even things like you, I'm from Bristol, you're from London, but we can speak like just like that. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? It's crazy, yeah. In in this time, there's like everyone's more isolated than ever. Like, it's weird. It's it's kind of ironic that like in the time we can get in touch with anyone we want, everyone feels so like isolated, yeah, you know, locked yeah, away yeah, in that room. Yeah. Because you realize it's not a human connection. Yeah, and that's with your that's phone. It, that's that, it. That, that human connection is important, bro. Yeah. Like that social, that's real socializing. Mm. So it is important that, that I think kids get that when they're growing up. Mm. Um, um, no, 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 Question, sorry. Perfect. How long does it take to get to Victoria from here? Uh, you got to go Green Park. Green it's not Park, that far, One train, yeah. It's like a couple of seconds. I've got to leave at 4.30. That's fine. Yeah, oh. I can't go. Yeah, you got time. You got time. Um, I was going to say, 
I think it's really, really interesting when you think about it that when the games industry, because I want to go back, I'm going to bring it forward to what okay. we're at now. When it goes to the games industry, I think the reason why you had a lot of people just being upset now was the um, implementation of things as games as a service. And so when you have anything as a service, it's kind of, it's good when it comes to um, um, actual business work, when it comes to a platform for gaming, it's then mm. an issue. Because then what you're doing is you're preemptively saying that this is what's going to be in the game. Mm. We expect it to be in the game, mm. even if at launch day, it's not there. Mm. We can still then go and patch it in at certain points. Mm. So then you can have people that are going, like the guy, I forget his name as well, the guy that created No Man's Sky, yeah. that one and made all the promises, but they've progressed. Two years later, yeah. He's done it. He has done what he promised. He, it's a good game now. Exactly. But it has been like four years. Or it's, it's, it, took, <laughs> it took a year, then a, a massive drop. No, a year, then an explanation, then a massive drop. And then it was like, okay, yeah. This, this is what we were actually promised mm-hmm. at the beginning, plus more. Mm-hmm. But before that, you, it's kind of difficult. And then the additional problem of being able to pre-order a game, I would say, I would always say, go against pre-ordering anything mm-hmm. that is like that. Because you, you, it's a problem in the fact that you don't know what you're getting. And even if you get it at uh, uh, launch day, there could even be less mm-hmm. there than what you expected. Yeah. So it's that, like, that's why I think those games like FIFA and COD benefit a lot because you know what you're getting with those games. Yeah. Like it's yeah. safe. It's a safe investment. Mm. I can pre order FIFA every year. I know what I'm going to get. Yeah. Like, exactly. The same game from last year with a bit of extra features. Yeah. But, exactly. <laughs> but actually, when it's a new thing, it's like new names on the back of the shirt. And, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know I mean? you shouldn't even like. No, but with that. this new FIFA, you know, they got the different like um, custom modes like you can play, like futsal. I saw that, I was like, what? I'm not really interested in FIFA anymore, man. Really? I just feel like the way that, um, which is what my next point was going to be, I just feel like the way that um, just the internet of things is developing, the way the, uh, just the internet in general Mm. is just developing, like, that is just, fam, I want to do things like VR, Mm. Uh, I want to see where augmented reality gets to, because that gasses me too. Um, Oh, you should have been there when Sam was doing his project right we, we got it we, we'll talk to that guy man. you know um, you put on the 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 vr helmet, the VR helmet. Mm. i was walking through he had like a like a museum of art mm. and then you just like obviously you got like a like a like a controller mm. you just like press one button you go forward you're just seeing different angles you're seeing different i know it's crazy he, he gave you made an environment huh? it was because uh, when you're doing the thing i'm just trying to work out the headset that yeah. he gave you yeah. but mad so he actually like Made the full environment, had you fully walked that's through great. it. Yeah, and yeah. Then that's talent, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, I'm like that's a product. It, it really <laughs> excites me. If I'm just thinking of the capabilities of that, yeah. um, I could see it everywhere. Yeah, literally, right. like you could take people to the moon, bro. No, no, Ooh, you're, you're so yeah. right. And have you played? Have you played the PS PlayStation Move, whatever it's called, the PlayStation VR? I haven't, but yes, I've seen it. I've seen it at my cousin's house, and it changed the whole experience of gaming to me because. I played the game, man. It was like some horror game walking through and it was this Ooh. giant clown kind of thing. It was mad. <laughs> but even the way you see how I'm looking, like, the experience is different. It feels like a dream. Like, it doesn't, do you know before you play the game and you're yeah. like, oh, I played the game and there was this giant monster and I was peeing. Mm-hmm. I was walking and the thing nah. was there. <laughs> I would <laughs> actually, like, oh, like, it, that's it's a whole, yeah. when I remember it, that's how it's I like a like dream. You know when you have yeah. dreams and you yeah. see like madness, you're like, raw, like, yeah. that's what it felt like. Yeah. I was like, this is a different, it didn't feel like a game. Like yeah. I wouldn't, I couldn't bang out VR for hours like I did on yeah, games. Yeah. There's something mad about yeah. experiencing yeah. that. Yeah. But it's like a whole different, unique experience in itself. Yeah, you're getting yeah. stimulated in different ways. Like, yeah, different. Um, I, as I said, like I can imagine it everywhere. I can even imagine it like in, um, let's say, movie theaters. 
Oh, that'd be sick. I can't wait if someone does that. Yeah. Film you're in, you're in the restaurant when they're talking or something mad like that. Like fam, 3D, 3D glasses. Fair enough. Okay, cool. When I first experienced 4D, 4DX, that was cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I heard that when the rain comes. Yeah. So I watched them. We we watched what? That day, yeah, in London, yeah. Bones. This is when we were still students. We watched them. They must have it in London, though. They must have. We watched Endgame. Yeah, Endgame. Oh, that was bro. Bro, you know when um Thanos was punching Hulk? Yeah. Bro, your seat, yeah. Boom, boom. You feel everything. You got banged. Banged as well. Like, yeah. That hurt me because Hulk's one of my favorite comic book guys, man. Yeah, Hulk is your what? He's one of my favorite comic book characters. Yeah, I, I like grew up him watching. As well. Remember the yeah. old show, fam, the nineteen yeah. seventy, where like the guy would just turn into Lou Frigno, like his clothes would just rip, and he was a bodybuilder. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Are you dumb? Yeah. Um, uh, they did. They did that whole Marvel thing, right? Man. I found out a fact today. Yeah, yeah. Go for before it. I was watching about One Piece. You know, One Piece is the second, the third best-selling comic book of all time. Sweet. Behind Batman, it's, it's it's ten million copies behind Batman. So next year mm. or two years, I might be uh, above Batman. Batman. Obviously, the only thing above Batman, it is right. Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's just a, a weird fact. But yeah, back on on Marvel comics, probably. that's definitely gonna overtake. Now that I think about it, because they're still trying to get towards episode one thousand, and even then, we don't know if it's gonna end there. That's even mad. That's yeah. sorry, crazy, bro. Yeah. Like, fam, when I watch that thing, like, and actually try and think of what the actual One Piece is, I'm just like, bro. What, I, feel, you haven't I given feel like me that's so much stress, though. <laughs> like, I was thinking, like, that's why I rate, the, when it comes to directors, yeah, yeah. and I'm going back to anime, but I rate series directors almost more than I rate film directors. Mm-hmm. And to me, if I like, if I was to pop something to be a director, I'd want to be a series director. Because, like, Joe, when you watch Top Boy, you watch Power. Yeah. You know, it's mad how these shows, yeah, and Twitter is a great way to observe this, but, like, bring everyone together like, one day every week. Yeah, like everyone's talking about it. Yeah, you're like people in the even in my cousin's house. Like normally, my cousin would be upstairs playing Fortnite. My other two sisters would be outside. Mm. But now, every time Power's on, a top, a top boys on, they're in the same room watching it. Mm. The fact that you can consistently do that week in and week like, out yeah. for years—it's yeah, not for yeah, one yeah. one hour, two yeah. hour thing. Not to discredit filmmaking because yeah. film is a different thing in itself. But yeah. do that consistently over time, mm. the, and the pressure because it's calm. I think first season that like, they talk about this in the office. Like the first mm. season felt like a success for them because they were like having fun and after that point you have people's expectations and now it becomes yeah, yeah. me in the standard mm. yeah. so it's a whole different ball game and like if you're going back to like the manga the one piece mm. he's stressed <laughs> because no matter what it is how can you no one's going to be happy like how no. what could it be at this point I don't even want to know <laughs> I don't even want to know what it is so yeah like people would do like manga every week long running show series mm. they're jeez yeah. like how do you do that mm. the pressure is mental so when are we going to see your next film or your next project? Mm-hmm. Or can we even catch your previous one? Yeah, it's on BBC. It's on BBC app, yeah. I was searching okay. before, fam. I could not. I don't know why I was So it's not it. called a fashion show. That's why, because it's part of a collection. My film is called a fashion show. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the kind of like ironic name because the film is <laughs> way more than a fashion show. But um, it's on a show called Screen Grabbed, mm-hmm. which is a collection of short films. Yeah. And my film is on there. I think it's one of the third films they get played on there. So that's how you can find it. Screen grab. I'll send you the link for some. Yeah, that's figure out. Yes, but um, yeah, they're still on BBC Africa to this day. So yeah, check it out and see what you think. I'd be interested to know like what you because you, you haven't seen it yet. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be interested to see like what you got to think and what your take is on it because yeah. th- the film was designed to be a film where like that's why I haven't spoke about it much because <laughs> it was really inspired. To, like a big inspiration was Hidetaka Miyazaki, that guy, how he storytells, but also like Rorschach paintings. Mm-hmm. Think how you could look at something and 
like I see a butterfly, but you see an elephant. Oh, see yeah. what did you call it? Because I'm always Rorschach. No, as in like uh, the, those kind of paintings. Rorschach paintings. Rorschach. Yeah, okay. yeah. If you ever watched Watchmen, that thing that guy has in his face. That's yeah. Oh, no, that's the painting, yeah. That's a psychological oh. test, and that was cold. And um, so a few other musical hey, that song was like, cold. That, that, that were just about subverting expectations and kind of taking your own interpretation on it. So I wanted to make a film where like three people could watch it, yeah. let's say, uh. and each get their own kind of different yeah. meaning from it. Yeah. It's been pretty cool so far, so especially right. that you are black as well. Like, I want to know what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No so, problem, no problem. I'm looking forward to What was to I going to say? Will you ever get into like anim- um, directing anime? Okay, so these are things that are on my list, yeah. yeah. So um, I want to, I've always wanted to make a manga. Like, because I've always been, I've always directed anime in my head. Mm. <laughs> I would just love to. I make it wavy, like, you know, like, yeah, that's on my list. I would love to do that at some point, go do some work in Japan. Mm. Even if just work with a Japanese, like, Work mm. with Shonen Jump or working with those companies. Yeah. That's gonna happen at some point. Um yeah, so definitely would want to direct anime. Um what else would I want to do? I was game UI. Right. That's that's mm. one thing that's got picked piqued my interest now because like I started looking into it on my last project to solve a problem of looking into the map of the like, UI and UX that goes into game design. Yeah. And there's so much. Even mm-hmm. in terms of how you take damage, little games do things like some games give you like an extra point of health when you're on your last bit mm. so you get more of those like oh i was like one bullet away from death <laughs> and like the way they they structure like the mini maps and how big they do everything all the stuff the menus all that stuff is designed psychologically to be good for yeah. you yeah. yeah and there's those are little things in there that you don't notice yeah that subconsciously make a big effect yeah that's that and i was I'm thinking, thinking of that, that very yeah. recently like um just certain things are t- taken for granted and yeah, um yeah. just uh under under I'm going to make up my own word here, under-gassed. Yeah. Like, people are, are really under-gassing these games that they're playing. Like, yeah. because the logic behind all of that, yeah. for you to do, just go and murk the guy that you just murked yeah, on court, is mad. But that's that's the thing of all creative endeavours, and I think you just kind of have to learn to... That's one of the things you have to learn to accept as a creative. I think that, like, no one's ever going to... Because you know everything you've put into the fil- film, music, song, everything. You put little sounds here, little yeah. things here, and mm-hmm. that's inspired by this, and... Mm-hmm. 98% of people or 80% of people ain't going to clock everything. Mm-hmm. No one's going to clock everything. There's 99% yeah. of people ain't going to clock everything. And even a smaller percentage are going to even clock half of the stuff that you put in it. Right. Yeah. Or they're going to be aware that they clocked it. But subconsciously, they'll be like, this was a great piece of music. This was a great <laughs> film. I don't yeah. know why, but it was lit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how they're going to appreciate it. And it's those little things that they go and notice that make up that subconscious feeling of this is lit mm. you just have to, have to learn to be like yeah most people aren't going to know like this is <laughs> but they're going to their subconscious yeah. will know like they'll yeah. feel it they won't be able to articulate but they'll feel it because you mm. could be grinding yeah like man. just working on that code for days for ages. years like I, I i always let someone mono things in hours and i'm just thinking mad like bro this game or that piece of content must have taken hours oh. of consistent yeah <laughs> anyway mm. um all right cool uh, you mentioned you had to get a train, right? Before yeah. he goes, drop your socials, drop everything that you've been wanting to let people know that you're going to be up to in the next few. Could yeah. we ask what you're up to? But um, yeah, my socials are on Instagram. It's a Corey, the director. Um, on Twitter, it's um, Eroko. You know, no, only a Corey is a good way to find me. Um, I only a Corey on Twitter. Um, that's the things I'm up to. Man, yeah, I'm going to Texas. Um, so part of winning that BMA award was yeah. the, they're sending me to Texas. Mm. So everything paid for. Um, to go to South by Southwest. Mm. Yeah. I'm attending there with like a bunch of companies from Bristol Media, so Southwest Media companies and some companies from London. Yeah. So we're going to do some networking stuff. 
um, and then just attend South by Southwest. But I'm also doing like an Instagram takeover for them mm. and having to do a vlog about my experience there. Mm. So if you follow me on socials, you're going to see yeah. all of that yeah. stuff from me in Texas and me and great people. That. Like I've got me and set up with some people who work on Amazon and Google. Yeah. Yeah. I get to go and chat with them and hopefully maybe even get to show some of that conversation as well. Yeah. So that's going to be me at my March. Um, it's going to be, yeah, Cowboy Hat, Texas. Guy. Lady, that's lit. That's, that's the guy. Yeah. Um, wow. What about you two? Anything up and coming? I'm alive. You know. <laughs> we striving, man. We striving, man. Uh, I'm. I'm. Have you ever heard of meetups? You must have. Uh, meetups.com. That sounds. Yeah, 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 I love yeah. that. That's where I go yeah. to find like little cool things going on. Found like. that app. Yeah, oh it's loud. Especially if you get into like creative industry or tech, yeah. Yeah. they're like Oracle meetups or Java meetups yeah. or hackathons. They do. Yeah. Like, mm. Uh, wow. So I'm going to a React Native Let's conference see. on the 25th. That's it. Um, and literally, I just like joined meetups, you know, joined the community, signing yeah. through Facebook and seeing like, because that's obviously what I want to want to get into, you know, mobile yeah. dev. And then from there, I just look at different things. Mm. And to actually go to a conference where there's already people that are already in the industry mm. or the experience. Yeah. Uh, on the 25th, yeah. It's one of them ones that, I would never go cinema on my ones. Mm. But go to no, yeah. like no, I, I don't mind going cinema ones. <laughs> I don't mind. I, I watch. What's I that? Know. What's that film that um, Ratman dropped? Blue Story. Blue Story. Yeah, I can't do it. You haven't watched? I don't watch it. I haven't watched either. Oh. I haven't watched Blue Story. I haven't watched them. Um, you guys need to watch it. I have watched it two takes great films. You back. So recommendations. Which one? A film called Waves. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. them anymore. The director, you'd think he's black, but he's not. He's white, but maybe he has black friends because mm-hmm. the film is so like. <laughs> It was so like, I felt like we made like the music, yeah. the soundtrack, everything is it about rich. Sense. And it's not no typical story of our like ghetto, no, it's yeah. a rich, upstanding black family and about like how the kids' relationships develop. Mm. People were crying in the cinema. Like, it was, mad. it was, it was one of those films that subverts your expectations. Yeah. And the other one I watched was called, uh, what's the one on the Grammys recently? The Korean film. Korean Parasite. Parasite. Oh, that, oh I, I've been hearing things about that. That you know? film is the weird. I left the cinema for, I'm thinking, what just happened to me? Like, really? It's not. To maybe I'm limited because I haven't yeah. seen every film ever but it just felt like the original film that I've never seen before yeah, like yeah. I haven't seen anything like yeah. it I couldn't predict where it was going to go and yeah. when it ended I was like what how yeah. did I feel but I went into it blind I didn't watch any trailers yeah. mm. I loved doing that I thought yeah I it's the best way film. trailers ruin it nowadays they just tell you the whole film Yeah, but this film like, it was just math and mm. yeah watch it it's an experience I understand why I won a Grammy but I just felt like it wasn't what I was expecting. You know, when you see a film, it's like, oh, this is a really good mm. horror film. This is a really good... This film is just Parasite. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's just Parasite. You know, is I it thought people English were talking about the anime. Korean, oh. mm. I thought people, when people were saying Parasite, this Parasite, that I, thought, I thought they were referring to the anime. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. but no, it's completely different. Um, I have Same. a film recommendation, actually. Go on. Um, it was bigged up in, in like a mainstream media and whatnot. Uh, Knives Out. I don't know what yeah, oh, I, heard that, I haven't watched it. I, I had, like, my mom obviously wanted to go watch it, and I was just like, what's this? Like, what's there's, about? there's Blue oh, Story on. But that is the first film that I, I've come out of, and I've said, yeah, that's a straight turn. Really? really? But, you know, when you go into a, a, a cinematic experience, and obviously you're trying to predict along to it, like, mm. I'm not one of those dudes that will go and talk and say, oh, yeah, this happened. This one, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but in, in, your head, head, in your head, I'm yeah. just like, yeah, th- I was wrong. Every and single I love time. that. I, love I, that. Love, yeah. I think that's amazing when directors can do that. Fair. No, it's a really good film. Yeah. A really good film. I recommend. Sick. All right. Any final comments? 
No, it's just been a pleasure, man. Thank you guys for having me. I've loved it. Thanks, right, right. I'm going to come. I wasn't even so early. I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Travel from Bristol, came down, and you're going, fam, yeah, come nah, again. That's lit, man. Yeah, 100%. Next time you're in London. Yeah, fam, for real, definitely. Yeah, man, I'd love to do the whole VR experience. Yeah. Sick. You said there's yeah. one. Yeah, there is. There is. There are two. If you guys want to do it, I'm just let me down, know you're free. <laughs> if you actually want to go. Okay, cool. So I'm now we've got Costa, so and now we've got Agari. If you want to come, build our own little community. That's cool. Yeah, basically. That's cool. Like that. <laughs> you know. All right, this cool. has been the Technology Podcast. Thank you for listening. We out. Peace. Peace.